Pickaxe. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm rolling. rolling We're good. Rolling, rolling, rolling. What? Come what? on! And you know you'll be doing this shit. <laughs> Come on! That's terrible. Keep keep that as the intro. I want people to know. <laughs> well, that's fucking Fred, Fred Durst in a nutshell, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> I watched the video for that the other day. On uh, I was on stream. I was I didn't have anything to do, and I watched that video. And, uh, you know, he's got, like, the red baseball cap on backwards and fucking khakis and, like, a big baggy white T-shirt and stuff. I thought to myself, people thought that – must have thought at the time when this came out that this guy was cool. But when you look back, it's like, what? You know what I mean? Like the just yeah. like the the like the high pitched voice and like the and everything. And you just think, I, I always hated them. Like yeah, uh, same, I, same. They was they, they, they were, were always awful. I, well, I was too I was too old to sort of you know what I mean. Like if you were like thirteen when they came out, you might think, oh fuck, that's like I remember my brother listening to them. He had like a discman and he had bunch of he got a bunch of CDs like one year for Christmas, and it was that that typical like. We went to my grandma's house for Christmas and he was just sitting in a corner sulking and like listening to Limp Bizkit. Like, you know, like a like a like a typical sort of teenage thing. And I guess he 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 was like like into them at the time. Listening but, to him be like and being like, the Yeah, but I was like starts I was, now. Yeah, I was like eighteen or nineteen when that when that song came out and I I was already beyond it. I was just like, nah, that's not that's not music for me. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to listen to that. Come what on. do they look like now, these guys, Limp Bizkit? Fred they just like regular old men. The, probably the same. They probably just had a couple of little, like, you know. You see, sometimes they turn into just very middle-class dads. Um, like like Beastie Boys are now looking like very middle-class yeah. dads. Well, they're rich. Just hanging out. Well, just, just a, yeah, I mean, I think it's it's one of those things. But, it, though, but, it, but they come from this sort of era of when you, you just almost expect them to be rebellious kids forever you know yeah. wearing like loose jeans and having like i mean nose bear, bear in mind stuff. a lot of these guys that that do that kind of image that's what it is it's an image i mean most of these guys if you look at their background their, their dad was like a, an accountant and their mum, you know was like a, a worked in an office or whatever and they had a nice middle class upbringing and then they took it to the streets right yeah because it's like you know it's t- you got to learn how to make music as well, wasn't it? It was all fake streets. Yeah, yeah. you're right. It was it wasn't it wasn't real street at all. It was fake street. Uh, Vanilla Ice famously was kind of fake streets, wasn't it? Oh, he remember was hundred percent fake street. Remember, remember when Ice Ice Baby came out and he was talking about like the hood in Miami and stuff like that, and he wasn't even from there or anything. Like I think he was just Robert you know, Matthew Van Winkle. From, he's probably from like a suburb in Delaware or something. Yeah, you know? but the weird thing is at that time. To make it in rap, you had to have some kind of street cred to be to be a rapper, because otherwise people were like, "This guy's a fake." Like he's singing about like if you think about rap in the eighties and the nineties was very much that gangster rap kind of thing about you know the streets and your crew and how tough everything was. So for yeah. Vanilla Ice to turn up and say it, everyone was like, "Fuck you!" Like you you know you're just some rich white kid from Miami or whatever. 
You're not from the street. So I think that was the difference. Nowadays, anybody can rap and nobody's like, yo, this guy ain't shot anybody. You know, it's like, no problem. You can, if you can rap and it's good, so be it. There's but a lot of accounts. Was, uh, I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to, um, I don't want to spread like misinformation, but there are a lot of accounts of, you know, like some of the more hardcore, like gangster rap groups, like NWA, for example, they, they were around people who were, you know, dealing drugs or possibly like killing yeah, let's people. Let's get like a rap beef going. You want to start say bad stuff about them. I'm sure. Yeah. And I think, I think Easy E himself was like that. He was, he was, he never set out to be a rapper. He was sort of like made into one by Dr. Dre and, and Ice Cube who, who I saw don't that think you can have in him. But before that he was just dealing drugs Some and tofu. he had street money <laughs> to finance them sort of thing. We got a, a street tofu going on. The East Coast, West Sips Coast. Sips is getting a corn burger going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but I think like Ice Cube and, and 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 Dr. Dre were, you know, Dr. Dre is just a DJ. Like, I don't think he was running around doing drive-bys and no. like dealing drugs and stuff like that. Yeah, same, I'm sure he was with like Ice a dentist Cube. He was just like, a, they, they, were, <laughs> they were rapping license. about things that they saw, but not necessarily about right. things that they were also, involved things, in. Also, things that sold records was, let, let's, let's remember sure. that. Sure, there's that too, but yeah. But it was but, always just random, right? Even like today, like sometimes you just can't fucking tell what's going to go viral, you know, um, on the internet. I mean, instead of, geez, uh, coronavirus news. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! What's, what, what a segue! Yeah, I don't know whether we should avoid talking about it completely. I, I, uh, I want to. I want to. Sick to death. I, I had a really bad anxiety attack last night because I was thinking, and that's the worst thing you can do is to think about. Like I run over scenarios in my brain about you know what would I do in this situation and all the rest of it and. Um, and then I, you know, the worst. I start to imagine fucking oh, Daisy stuff and and you know Walking Dead and everything. So it 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 sort of gets you. But um, at the same time, I, I went out today. I had to go to the pharmacy and I had to go to uh, I had to buy some paper and pencils and rubbers, like restock on lined paper because the kids are going to be home from school for the foreseeable. Yeah, like, there's a chance they might not go back to finish this school year. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty crazy. So all the parents. Um, on we've got a WhatsApp group for our classes and everything. We're all sharing learning resources, and we're planning next week. I'm going to give them. I'm going to homeschool them. Mrs. F is going to homeschool. We'll give them homework to do. Okay, and stuff like that. So this is how you play witch doctor. Right? <laughs> You're going to want to start off by picking up a cue, one point in cue, because that will help tangos. you get the early stuns and secure also, you the early Maledict runes. Level one. You've just failed. That's an F. <laughs> I like. That's I like you. The idea of you at a chalkboard. <laughs> Wheeled a fucking chalkboard out of the shed. You're like, this is what my dad did taught me my daddy taught me you do not go skeleton king <laughs> <laughs> oh man i could pick them all the, the drafts and counter picks and stuff yeah, yeah you just picked meepo into winter wyvern and earthshaker and f you get out of my classroom you could Final. do like a little exam for them yeah exactly <laughs> you're in the safe lane and uh, your witch doctor's gone mi your, your, your carry's gone missing <laughs> What do you do? The answer <laughs> is get as much farm as you can while you can, and pre uh, pretend you can't hear your team. That's that's the I answer. Love, I love those. I love those fucking exam questions where it's like, Abdul is considering buying a divine rapier, but his teammate Thomas. <laughs> fucking Abdul every time. I I tell him time and time again, don't do it. But he just goes and does it. He's just he wants to make it work. A another member of his team, Vladimir. Is swearing in Russian. Vladimir. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's sounds, like, sounds they, they always right. pick like these these sort of. You Vladimir know. has decided to queue on EU West servers. 
generally English speaking, <laughs> and has decided to start swearing in Russian. I don't know if you're his qualified. His teammates are bewildered. They don't understand his weird moon language. I oh, saw man. a tweet by someone that was like, um, tried teaching my um, five and seven year old for an hour and 11 minutes and nearly lost my mind. <laughs> like I have a newfound respect for what teachers do every day. Yeah, seriously. Kind of thing. It's amazing. I mean, 30 um, kids, it's... it's... I want to. I, I want to say it, it, it's one most of the undervalued things, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I saw a tweet the other day that says it turns out that actually doctors, nurses, teachers, bin men, uh, delivery drivers, shelf stockers are actually really important jobs. Who knew? And it's like it's an interesting take because now I hope people are waking up to how important these jobs are and how society breaks down and everybody's in a mad panic when they suddenly can't have access to things that previously they had honestly taken for granted. So just look at yourselves and think, hang on a sec, when the teachers and the schools shut, my life was completely fucking turned upside down. Maybe we shouldn't just say, oh, those teachers have it easy, they don't need more money, except that what they're doing is vital. And the same goes for all the healthcare professionals and all the support staff and everything. And even simple things like the bin men, if they just stopped, the streets would be piled up in no time. So have yeah. some fucking respect for the, the the down and gritty jobs that we people have. We yeah, should yeah. Be, we should be respecting these 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 roles more. People who yeah. are stocking shelves and stuff and making sure that you can buy more toilet paper than you actually need are kind of putting themselves on the line as well. Like they're yeah. they're there. There's no protection. Like they're around people all the time who could be passing this virus on to them and stuff. Just so you can hoard toilet paper. So uh, exactly, maybe say even thanks. like postman. <laughs> just say thanks. You know, making sure people are getting their deliveries. You know, some people probably have their pills delivered by mail. Probably, probably some people, you know, couldn't could definitely need that um, copy of Animal Crossing. You know, by you know people people need like mental health stuff too. Like, like there's a lot of roles that are um, you know really important. And in fact, in some ways help to to kind of get us through this situation because if you can go out to the shop and and it's not shut you know it feels or, or you know even if it's like a skeleton staff it's, it still feels like fairly normal um which is we just weird it's a weird time to be to be involved with stuff but yeah shout out to everyone fucking helping out other people so what's happened with me is first of all in the office it's basically um we've told everyone who can work from home they can work from home right so everyone's getting on with it and stuff in discord and it's just business as usual, basically. Yeah. Um, but in my in my flat, a little um, sign went up which said, um, "This guy is coordinating the sort of the block of flats support group for anyone who needs shopping done for them." And <laughs> right. so he's gonna. So you just have to ring his number, and he'll go out and buy you like shopping if you need it. You know, any like rice or anything. Just put your orders in. He'll drop it at your door. It's very generous. Someone's obviously really just offering to help out. It's very kind. And so it really sort of, it's, you know, there are people out there, well, there's loads of people out there who are really good-hearted people yeah. um, and are just being very supportive to other people when they need it at this time. So if you, if you you know, you should always just check in. Check in with people. I'm, I'm ring, I rang my parents. I booked like a regular slot to ring my parents every week. On Skype. That's nice of you. Yes, I had a chat with them Tuesday afternoon. Uh, they were they were doing all they're doing all right. My, they're a bit concerned. Sure, they're a bit they're a bit. Everyone's a bit anxious about it. I um, mean, speaking of anxiety and Flax's anxiety and like you know thinking about stuff at night and whatever. I I'm not a very anxious person, but last night, as I was leaving the garage to go back into my house, I found myself stopping midway between my garage and my house because I heard a noise. I, I froze to listen. And then as I was unlocking my house door, I was looking back for it. And I thought, 
Man, I am playing too much Escape from Tarkov. Like it's it's insane. <laughs> like everything. Like I, my I'm I'm actually acting in my real life now, like a, like a scurrying rat in Escape from Tarkov. I hear one noise, I freeze. And I'm yes. like look like looking around and trying to hear if somebody's sneaking up around a corner on me and I'm unlocking my door and looking both ways to make sure that nobody's watching me go I've got, in. I've got, and a, I've got a stack of graphics cards quickly here. Closing. Yeah, I've got a fucking ton of graphics cards in my garage now and stuff and i Shit. built a yeah, built a, a makeshift bathroom out here and a stash for all of my essentials and oh man it's crazy i mean is that like fun but this this is a situation where we all have laughed about doomsday preppers on this podcast before and it's not certainly it's a long way from that i mean actually as someone who is probably more inclined to do that than a lot you know a lot of people i I, I I I weirdly maintain a small cupboard full of tins and rice and stuff like that in uh, case I can't be asked to go. Do you know out, what? Right? I I don't what? doomsday prep because I don't want to survive doomsday. Yes, we've I been wanna, through this. I want to go. Yeah, I don't want to be stuck in you a just bunker somewhere the... with a with a bunch of toilet paper and beans. Just kill me before that happens. I'm, I'm... Well, it's more relevant for people who would be trapped inside, though. Like, you I know, or, or should I? So, like, what was that movie with well? John Goodman where they're in the bunk in that bunker because there's like an, an alien invasion? And it, he was, was, yeah. it, was, um, it was the follow-up to... He's a prepper, to, but then... What was it called? The film where they... The, the original one where there were monsters in the city. Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. I can't remember it because it was something you watch once and then you never see it. Was like Cloverfield or Cloverfield? It was Cloverfield Lane. Cloverfield Lane. That's the one. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, It's all right. I thought it was all right. I thought I think I saw it with you actually, Lewis. Didn't we go see it in the? Yeah, I think there's a lot of scary hype around this. Whereas actually, I feel like at the very end of the day, yes, it's serious. Yes, we should stop other people and elderly people getting it, but. It's not like a zombie apocalypse, is it? It's like it's the, th- it's the like... only thing I'm worried about is um, civil civil unrest. If if people right. start rioting, you never know. I mean, if if people start running out of food, like if something happens with the with the food supplies and people can't get it, you're going to get a lot more crime. People breaking into people's houses to steal their food, shops getting smashed up, fires, etc. It's it's uh, it's a little worrying, and I think that's why they've got the army and all the rest of it out on the uh, sort of semi. They're, they're they're talking about getting the army out because you never yeah. know. You might need to suppress some uh, some civil unrest, but uh, we'll see. But especially in places like Italy, where a lot of stuff is closed down. If I was trapped of- inside with a three year old and a five year old for like more than a couple of weeks, I think I'd start you know making a doomsday banner and you know ripping ripping some some clothes into a makeshift you know skull face yeah. and get you know walking out yelling on the streets. Help! I can't stand it anymore. Well, Someone look after my kids. I mean, we're I want to get a hockey mask and be like the guy in Mad Max. Just walk away. We're lucky. We Just got a, we got a backyard. We got like a trampoline for the kids and stuff. So like, even if we're kind of stuck at home, they can still go back there and burn off some steam and stuff. And I, I, I think it'll be. I think it, it's all right. You tell like, me this time next week when you've spent a week at home with them. Well, I don't have to though. It's my my wife spent. <laughs> I just come out to the. To the, to the garage and do do my thing, you know. Your, yeah. your wife's gonna. My wife's gotta like do totally it. She, she likes having them home. The though. It's in in some ways it's easier having them home because it's a lot of like a lot of farting around, getting them to school, picking them up from school, making yeah. lunches, like all that kind of stuff. And in some ways, like Should have like a second Christmas, a bit easier. Just for get them. the Christmas yeah. tree out. Yeah, just bust that thing Fucking... out. And... I mean, luckily nowadays we have a lot of things like Netflix, the internet. You know, they both they. My youngest has an iPad. She loves. My eldest. 
has a laptop I gave her. So it's like they 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 can occupy themselves pretty well. Well, this is the other thing. Like it feels like um everyone has this attitude of oh self isolation, you know, self like so you keep yourself entertained, you know. It's a great opportunity to read that book or do that thing or and people are like, Oh god, I don't know if I've got enough stuff to watch. And I'm like so I was talking to someone who I won't name uh in Discord the other night. Boris Johnson. Like, oh yeah, I've I finally <laughs> I finally get to like read all this stuff and read all this 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 anime or manga or whatever. Oh! I was like, I was like, sure, 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 uh, whatever folks you vote. And but then I thought, you do nothing. You're like a streamer. You like stream a couple of hours a week, and you don't have a job. You don't have kids. <laughs> you know, you, this is no different to your regular <laughs> life. Like the, nothing's changed for you. You're already a shut in. But they but can't like all get toilet paper. That's the big difference. There's none. Uh, it's sold out everywhere. <laughs> so, so now what? What do you mean now what? What you? What do you mean now what? Do you use your sleeve <laughs> like a like a normal person? <laughs> there, look, there's loads of alternatives. When I was in uni, we ran out of toilet paper all the time yeah. because you know when you were a student, that's what happened. We just used anything that's around. Kitchen rolls a bit rough. You get used to it. I just did the next logical big brain play. There's no toilet paper left. I went to the store and bought myself 2,000 pairs of underpants. I just got, Why, just got right. extra underpants now. So, you know what I mean? If I but how does that just wipe my ass with them when after right. after I do one? I, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to make sure that Nappies. my diet is is as such where I only need to poop like maybe once a week or something. I'll be fine. I think this is going to do wonders for the fine. moist toilet roll market. So when I went to the co-op, the only thing they had was the moist toilet roll. You know, like slightly like wet. Have you seen those? They changed my 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 world. It's a, you wipe your ass with a wet towel? No, they're like toilet roll, but they're wet. They're like in a little wet wipes. But they're, they're not very like, bad for the sewers. Sips and I have spoken about this before. Yeah. Oh, I have some big news for longtime listeners of the Triforce podcast. <laughs> Hooray. This the happened sewers. yesterday. Sewer news. Yes. No, this <laughs> is not <laughs> sewer <laughs> news. <laughs> this is spy spy house. Spy house news. Oh, spy house. There's an update on spy house. The spy house that backs up the back of your house. Okay. Update on There's spy activity house. So, in the spy house. Some new neighbors have moved in next door to them. Very nice young couple. I was chatting to them yesterday over the garden fence, as, as, you, as you do. Very nice young couple. Yeah. That's such a period flax thing to say. It is. How old are they? Well, they're younger than me. <laughs> they haven't. I mean, she's pregnant, so I, I know that they must be younger than me. And, you know, they're about to have their first. So they're like probably 30s. where we were 10 sure. years ago, right. 12 years ago. Whatever. Sure. Right. So they um, see you and they're like, oh, look at this God, old he's going to be trouble. This old bastard. He's <laughs> a bald arsehole. So I, I, I looked, they were in Spy House's garden and I looked Whoa. out of my window. Well, were they having like, like a welcome to the neighborhood barbecue and everybody was there except for you and you were just like, oh, what's going on over there? Those guys look like they're having fun. And like Spy Master was out there flipping burgers and he had like the apron with like the naked tits on it and stuff and yeah and a massive hobo beard and like shit tons of water and toilet paper stacked up no. doomsday prepping oh, right, okay. no they, they were they were the, the, <laughs> no. the, the spy house's garden <laughs> they opened a door to a secret bunker Can I, i'll tell you and they all descended the into up. the bunker what, they knocked down the followed. fence and combined gardens no the, the point is that the garden the, the spy house garden was growing into their garden oh so they just went in there and started hacking it down. Okay, so the young guy got his dad, and they were but they were like fucking smashing all this stuff down and cutting it down. They trimmed the trees that were going crazy. And I said to them, "Do you guys live there?" Because I didn't know. And he said, "No." Um, but we spoke to the guy. They have his phone number, and you can now see into the back of Spy House. <gasps> and it turns out, it turns out 
First of all, the house is completely abandoned and has been for years. I knew that much. But I suspected that there was still something going on. He said, the thing is the guy used to rent it out, used to live there for a while, but his wife got sick with cancer. He lives down in Teddington and they're keeping the house because they're gonna do it up and resell it at some point. It's not a spy house, much simpler explanation, right. which, which I'm relieved about. But the state of this house is unbelievable. One of the back doors has completely fallen in. So animals have just been living in there and um, <laughs> it's just completely overrun. <laughs> Fucking he Fuck. That's crazy. Dude, that sounds like yeah. a project for you. What the you know, fuck? Dad I'm not gonna go and fix up project. someone Flip else's it. house. What are you? Just what just flip it. You could buy it up for like fucking dirt cheap, not through the fence. How then you could like just go out in the I garden have? and fix it up. Just buy what a house. It? What are you talking about? No, how much is it? Is, if this animals are living there, how much is it worth? Well, I would think <laughs> with the animals included, two million. <laughs> just it's London. <laughs> <laughs> they cost those well, animals ain't cheap. You know, this house a piece of shit. It's probably only worth about fifty thousand. But there's a whole family of raccoons. That, hmm, let me think. Okay, five raccoons. Potentially, do they get squatters right? They can have offspring as well. Okay, let's get the value of all these raccoons. And what's that? Pigeons in the loft? Okay, how many pigeons are up there? You just start counting all, right. all the wildlife. All right, let's say uh, so 100 quid for each raccoon, <laughs> uh, 20 quid for each pigeon, uh, 50 grand for the property, all that shitty extra foliage that'll cost you because that's worth it. That's grown for years, that has. Uh, a lot of load of lovely mud coating the inside. Add a couple thousand on for that. I'd say uh, London prices, you know, premium. Three million. Put a little bit of tax on the top. <laughs> Three million. Uh, that's that's, that's going to be two and a half million. Two and a half million, please. Nice. That's, how much, that's how much it is for yeah, a fucking I know. It's anywhere crazy, in Twickenham. Crazy, yeah? Fucking crazy. I mean, yeah. you'd have to spend, I think you'd have to spend a hundred on the house to get it up to. I mean, it, it, for one thing, it's separated into two flats. So you're going to have to get rid of that and put a staircase in. Right. Because it's too small for flats. But an old disabled lady used to live there, which is why they had to convert it converted into flats and rent it out the top. So there's a, there's a whole story to it. Yeah, every but, house uh, has yeah. a story. You'd, you'd be amazed. It's much less interesting now you know the story. It you is. Know? It was nice when it was it Spy is. House. Yeah. You know, when you could think house. anything was going on there. You could like wonder what was what was happening if there was like Russian meetings. Yeah. Uh, old properties there, always like, have like a bit of a have a bit of a story to them when they've been around for a long time. But what do you think the story is going to be for like new builds? You know, like a. Uh, you like these like like Chinese apartment buildings that go up in like two weeks because they're like prefab and stuff like that. Well, they're built on a burial ground, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> what do you yeah, think? What do you think like... the 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 cool story for those those apartments? You know is what I always think when I think time. of new builds, I think of someone murdering someone in their family in a new build. I don't oh, know why. chucking them in the in the foundation. Yeah, yeah, I, I yeah. always think of new builds as a place where where violence is done. I don't know why. I look at old houses and I think they've got a kind of a charming spirit to them, but a new build yeah. to me is like soulless. Murder could be done there. That's what I'm thinking. I new feel like an older building though has like that, you know, that those people have lived in there so long and they've be like buried their relatives in the wall or whatever, and then the next couple have moved in, killed someone, buried that relative in the wall. And so it's just just false walls on false walls. Do you know, you know what? what? That's like that's uh, why all the rooms are really small and claustrophobic. That's like the sitcom. originally they were very big and spacious. There's there's a show called Ghosts, made by the guys that did Horrible Histories. The, the oh actors yeah, that. I've seen bits and pieces. It's, it, it, it's is, a, the it is couple very very good to the that mansion, and yes. the woman can see all the ghosts. She gets a head injury, and when she comes around, she can see these ghosts, and they're all, they've all died on that property over the years. One of them is like a caveman. <laughs> 
So he died there like thousands of years ago and stuff. And then you've got all these other ones that have come in over time. Yeah. It, it's it's really funny. It I is funny. It. Yeah, it is. Oh, is it a sitcom? Yeah, yes. but it's on oh, like in the evening. So... It's not like a, it's on like. Yeah, no, it's, it's not it like out. for kids, yeah. but uh, it's very funny. One of my favorite bits is uh, one of the guys that died there was like an army general or like a, a lieutenant or something like that. And he says to the says to the assembled ghosts, well, it looks like we're going to have to get rid of this living couple. It's going to be a guerrilla war. And the caveman says, <gasps> Gorilla always win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a, a good little joke. A nice little joke. Uh, what, what was it we watched with you when I was yours, Sips? We watched oh, the Go, Goes Wrong show. Fuck, that's amazing. It's yeah. so fucking funny. I mean, it's definitely something you could watch with the yeah, kids. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. feel like that offensive. And it, it had a few good it's laughs all in like it. Sl- it felt it's very slapstick, British. but it is very funny. It's kind of nice to watch some fucking British comedy again, honestly. Like, I feel like I so, so much lately. British I've comedy been watching... that doesn't feel like it's trying to be American comedy. Yeah. Everything American, yeah. yeah. Like it, it didn't feel like it doesn't have to be it was, like. It constant, feels like you know pretty F-bombs uniquely stuff. British, doesn't it? Like f bombs. So, some of the newer like sitcoms, like British sitcoms, feel like they they're trying to be like overly American somehow. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I as much as my favorite, I think my favorite shows, comedy shows ever are um, probably like Trailer Park Boys and um, The Office and. It's only sun. It's always sun. Arrested Development. That was pretty good. Arrested Development. I, I love, love you know, as much as I love those, uh, my, you know, it's nice to, I don't know, just watch some some British comedy yeah. again. No, it's, I, I watched, it's I watched, harmless, but it's really I watched fun. The Windsors this week, which I didn't really like. The Windsors. Oh, uh, that's yeah, terrible. No. It just started auto-playing while I was playing. Uh, um, yeah, I saw it on Netflix because I saw an ad for it and I thought, oh, it might be kind of funny, but it's, Harry Enfield hasn't been funny for like, 30 years now or something no he has not it's it's crazy like he used to actually genuinely be very funny like you know like uh, i I, I like him though it's just it's it's interesting you know what what made me laugh match of the day obviously there's no football so in the match of the day schedule they just panicked and stuck in an episode of mrs brown's boys oh no they got a a shitload of complaints oh man they should put some old shit on instead like that's what people said stick a classic show as well or or if you're gonna put a comedy on put an old one on put like some mothers do have them or something like that like something that's actually kind of funny instead of fucking i just think Browns they should run boys. run some old some old football run an old match of the day there's them, you know break it out the old ones uh like a classic episode where there's like really good games and it was like a title chase or something chuck that in i'd love to see that alan hansen back in there terrible defender you know all that stuff classics instead of fucking mrs brown's boys the worst sitcom oh, i've ever seen oh uh, it's so bad Fuck me. There are some terrible It's impossible sitcoms, to watch. It's just us uh, the worst. It's the way the audience are absolutely losing their shit. Yeah. Like, what are you like, what are you laughing at? I watched a Joe Pasquale stand-up set the other day, because Stuart Lee's always having a go at Joe Pasquale. <laughs> yeah. He was big in the I think the late 80s and early 90s was like Joe Pasquale's prime time. Yeah. And more recently he was on um I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. That was the last right. time I saw him. It's it's abysmal. His stand-up is abysmal. Like it's unwatchably unfunny. And the people are absolutely creasing up and like falling out of their seats. There's something offensive about seeing that level of laughter about something that you know <laughs> demonstrably is empirically bad. <laughs> yeah. I, I know you see it sometimes, but no, I've been I've I've got a lot of shit I want to watch. I got a lot of a lot of crap. I think I think actually one of the things I'm trying to do is not watch so much. Um, miserable documentary stuff. I've right. been watching, like, I watched all of the new Dirty Money series. Oh, I haven't um, watched the new one. Week. I my I watched my the said to watch it. I watched the Trump episode of uh, season one because my wife hadn't seen anything, and I said, "Oh, you should watch. It. Give give it a try. Watch this one about Trump because, like, you know, it's it's a bit more relevant now that he's a president and whatever." 
And um, so we watched that, and it was it was it was miserable, but you know it's pretty good. She liked it, it is. It's 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 fucking hard to watch because like you're like Jesus it Christ. There's a lot of faith in humanity when you watch that documentary series. It's crazy the shit that people do just just for money as well. It doesn't make any sense, but it's it's some something. It's interesting to see some of these worlds that you didn't know were going on. <coughs> yeah, sort of criminal criminal underworlds. Um, it's educational too because it uh, it it you watch something like that and it makes you realize that you can actually um, go out of your way to avoid ever getting um, caught up in <laughs> any of those worlds. You know what I mean? Like, just live a simple life. <laughs> don't 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 go to Trump University and and don't fucking buy. Uh, you know, cars from companies that have cheated on carbon emissions and and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Just it is amazing. Just keep it simple. Almost every episode is like this. Um, somebody does something incredibly poisonous to either the environment or the rules or something, and they get slapped with a fine that is about one quarter of the profits that they made exploiting yeah, stuff but, but, you know they like they like cut down a shitload of rainforest sold it for two billion and got fined 20 pounds it's like what it's like it's insane yeah um, the craziest thing yeah, about it's, all it's, of it is that there, that nobody takes responsibility whatsoever for it because it's usually a big organizational thing and it just becomes like it ju- it just becomes money on 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 a piece of paper right it's just numbers on 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 paper and nobody stops to think about how it might affect like anybody else or or anything else or whatever if you haven't seen um enron the smartest guys in the room that's a really good documentary that was i noticed was on uh, netflix the other day and that's really interesting enron is it is really is interesting such a yeah. crazy scandalous collapse yeah. and the things that they love so awful but there's stuff. a lot of like time that goes yeah. into weighing up how worth how how worth it is it to do something versus how much are we likely to get fined for doing it sort of thing and if yep. they're still profitable at the but, end they'll just do it it's fucking unbelievable all, all this stuff though just just builds up this like pressure of fury in me like like the, and it's futile you know it's i feel like my dad writing letters to the prime minister you know angrily complaining about something does it's he like, do that? just pissing into the wind yeah I mean, my dad's a, 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 but he still regularly writes letters to the right. Prime Minister. Jim He's Boris, done it for years. Hope you're well. Up, to, quick update on the the runner beans coming along nicely in this rainy season. I think it. Just, However, I have a question about the National Health Service. It does just get it out of his system, you know. Um, he obviously is Daily Telegraph reader, and he just follows things. And actually, we a couple of years ago, my mum sort of managed to get him to like stop stop buying it every day and actually he's been a lot more chill since and i think that like we do have this i can't remember what it's called but there's this thing i read about on wikipedia and i read an article about it and it's called like it's something like negativity bias and it basically our media around us because you know we're constantly watching just like murder shows you know my like casual viewing for me is like csi or like midsummer murders or like you know touch of frost even my parents you know are very surrounded by kind of casual family viewing murder shows and those right? shows about police crime stopping shows, right? people yeah um, that, that's yeah. A, my and, mom and watches all of those a, any anything set in a hospital like re- dramas not dramas but real life stuff in a hospital yeah real life stuff involving the police she reads the paper she watches the news and i'm just like you're entertaining yourself by filling your, your life with dread just permanently well, that's what dread. it is. It is. It's this. It's, it's, it's this. It's this build-up of sort of anxiety and, and fear that the world is a much scarier place than it is. The reality is that 
far more people are positive and supportive to, to the extent that it's hundreds of times or thousands of times more people are, you know, the murder rate is incredibly small, you know, Midsummer Murders, you know, the, the show. That town should be raised to the ground. Do you think that that some people's attitudes and, and views tend to be sort of national rather than uh, local as well? Like, yes, yes. And I think that I 100%. think that's part of the problem too, because I think if you got a local paper about things that were going on in your immediate area and affecting people that are part of your community or whatever, it's it's easily digestible stuff, right? Like cuz you can you yeah, can relate to the, it a lot better, is, you could potentially get involved in something or whatever, but Have you read the local paper cuz I have? Here's the well, thing. I, it's hella boring. Well, it, it's boring because that's reality. Well, exactly, yeah, people but people don't want to read yeah, Boring. our local paper is the same. Like every once in a while, there'll be like a trial for somebody like getting caught with drugs or something. But for the most part, it's like, oh, grade three or painting a piece of wood on the front exactly. and stuff like that. And you're just like, yeah, great. You know what? You know what I mean? Like, I think that's. As boring as it is, I would rather read that than be fucking scared to death at every turn reading something like, you know, the Sun or the fucking Daily Mail or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. yeah. At the same time, like, I think that there is a fear in headlines and a fear in yeah. not knowing the full story yourself. Like, if you're not sure what's going on, I think you need to you need to educate yourself in order to reassure yourself. Or, or of a situation. Don't think that learning more about something is actually going to usually make your fear of it worse. I, th I think, for example, with coronavirus, I think that we are so terrified, and on and people it, people who aren't familiar and have read up about all of the stuff don't are more scared than the people who have. Do you know what I mean? I think I think that uh, not saying that you should get addicted. To I, it, I had but... a run in in the pharmacy today about Corona. Oh, did you? Go because on. yeah, they had a sign when you come in. And the, the the pharmacy near me sort of has uh, two aisles either side of like some of those, what are they, they're called gondolas, right? The things that, the shelves. So you've got the shelves there and there's two aisles either side and they both lead to the to the counter. Sure. And pretty standard, there's a sign that pretty says- Pretty standard shop setup. Uh, right. The, yeah. And then there's a sign that says, if you have the coronavirus, and I read that, and then they stuck a little thing next to it that says, cue this side. So I read down yeah. as far as cue this side, because it's like a, the top of the sign is white text on red, which is like jumps out at you if you have the coronavirus. And then there's a the little sign saying, cue this side. And I look and there's a bunch of people queuing that side. I thought, blimey. So I queued the other side because I don't have coronavirus or I don't have any symptoms of it. And this old lady's like, there's a queue. And I said, yeah, but that queue's for people with the coronavirus and I don't have it. And she said, I don't have the coronavirus. There's a queue. I said, well, why are you queuing on that side? I said, that's the queue for people that have coronavirus. She just kept saying, there's a queue, there's a queue. And this other guy came and queued next to me thinking, well, I don't have coronavirus, because the sign was so confusing that it freaked this old lady out. She thought I was trying to queue jump, but I wasn't. I was, she was more upset about the queue jumping than the fucking- She was! <laughs> Give me the virus anyway! Get this man out this of guy. here! <laughs> One of the old guys in the queue says to me, it says if you have the coronavirus, you have to go home. He said the queue oh my part God, is separate. That might have been the trigger that started the fucking riots. Right, and I thought right that there. simple... This is how this shit gets started exactly. in Britain anyway. Someone's not following the fucking queuing rules. That's where we break down. Call so the army! I went back and read the sign and it said, if you have the coronavirus, and then a little bit that said, queue this side, but then underneath that it said, go home. So I stopped reading at the point where it said, queue this side, because I thought, well, I don't know. It's going to become like a profile thing. 
Like they're gonna there's yeah. gonna be signs on the bathrooms, no coronies allowed and stuff like that. It's, it's <laughs> fuck. Yeah, it's scary. It, it's crazy. But she was she was absolutely bonkers angry, thinking I was key jumping. It was it was funny. But uh in the right. end I, I well. queued up behind her and this guy came next to me and said the sign definitely said cue the other side. I'm I'm with you, mate. I was like, all right, so if this comes to a fight, it's me and this fella against this old lady and this old fella. So we'll fucking take them. We'll take their pharmacy drugs and we'll run out. Jesus Christ. Some people. <laughs> and we'll burn the place to the ground. How did, I, don't, I don't get some people, man. Like, that's just crazy. Like, just fucking take two seconds, even if it's a confusing sign. You know what I mean? Like, instead of yelling at somebody, just ask them. Just be, you know, or, or just fucking leave them to it. I, like... I would never I, confront I, somebody I mean, about something yeah. so fucking stupid. Like, I, I have a bit more self-respect and a, a bit more fucking um, desire to, like, maintain some, some, some degree of well-being than to fucking stand in a, in a pharmacy and yell at somebody because of queuing <laughs> etiquette. I mean, fuck I'm, off. I'm, I'm sure that, this, that high, putting people in high-pressure environments is going to cause a whole yeah, bunch yeah. of problems. As... And so we are going to see this, I'm sure, over the next few weeks as people yeah. get, you know, go, go a bit stir crazy and get put well, out of their routines. Apparently people are getting, people who work at grocery stores and stuff are being yelled at because there's no toilet paper. Yeah. Like people are actually going into yeah. stores and being like, what, what the fuck are you doing? What, where, where the fuck is the toilet like actually getting yelled at? Like, I know. How? And people just, people are, take, people take these things for granted oh, and assume that that God. person behind the counter is in charge of toilet paper and somehow How fucking... do you get to that point in your life where you're yelling at somebody in a store? I would never dream people, of doing people it. People panic. Someone who's being paid minimum wage, panic. you know, who's probably coming in and probably will be fired, you know, for fucking, you know, just because the company's having a slight downturn. Have you guys the... ever gone to a store God. and yelled at somebody before? You've been no, so mad no, about no, something ever. that's gone wrong I at can't a believe store? People like... do that. But... That's a, again. That's a rare thing, actually. Sips. Like again, we we people are doing that, but I've. <laughs> I not went to seen the. It, I went to the pet store. Most people, ninety nine percent of people okay, are fine. I went to a pet. I went to the pet store when I got Terry, and I spent. I think it was hundred and eighty pounds, right on all the gear for him, like his cage, lights, like everything, just to get him set up. It was like hundred and eighty pounds. Okay, and I I get back from the store. I paid for everything on using my card. I, I kept the receipt and stuff. I get back from the store and I'm, I'm unloading all the stuff. My wife looks at the receipt and she's like, holy fuck. It's like, what? She's like, God damn, like Terry and his gear are expensive. It's like, oh, it's like 180 pounds. Like it's kind of expensive. She's like, 180? You mean, you mean 1,800 pounds? I was like, no, there's no way. <laughs> and then, and then, but like five minutes later, because I was like, ah, oh, I'll just go up and, and, and sort it out. Like, the, you know, the girl just put like an extra zero uh, on the on the keypad or something or whatever. But then five minutes later, the owner of the store phoned me and he's like, oh, fuck, we really overcharged you. Sorry about that. I was like, yeah, yeah, we just noticed. Like, And, and he's like, yeah, come come up and we'll, we'll get it all sorted out. I was like, oh, okay, cool, thanks. But like even something like that, I wouldn't lose my shit over because I, I, I just feel like you can you can sort anything out just by sort of slowly and methodically going through it and and reasoning it out and stuff, right? Like, yeah, I would I would never go to a store and be like, you fucking you fucking stupid fucking idiots, you fucking charged me too, but fuck you, like just going crazy, like what the hell? I think so, some some people see, and you know, anyone that's worked in retail, I have, and I'm sure a bunch of our viewers have, and probably do. Yeah, a lot I've of people see you. Yeah, a lot of people see you as a target for their anger. 
and they they immediately feel that they're the customer, therefore they outrank you. They are going to give you shit, and they're going to oh, use fuck. you as a punching bag because you're less than them. You're serving them. You have a subservient role in this dynamic, so I'm going to take this out on you. And anyone that just says, look, I just work here. Well, you, you represent the store, don't you? Don't you? Well, you represent the store. Just fuck off. <laughs> all right? I mean, we're, we're, I just got to, I'm sure your job is fucking amazing, you piece of shit. You're here shopping at two o'clock in the fucking afternoon. <laughs> probably haven't got a fucking job or you're retired, you old cunt. Fuck off. I'm doing this for fuck all. Yeah. That's, I, that's what I want to say. Do you I know what? I say. feel like you could totally do that if you ran your own, like, I don't know, chip shop or whatever. But... If you if you're like in a fucking actual like a subway or a McDonald's or somewhere that pays just absolutely shit minimum have wage a subway day. and has all these fucking <laughs> training things to, to like get you on, it would be worth taking that job even if you didn't need it. I'm tempted to get that job and hope a customer gives me some shit so I can tell them what I really think on the on behalf of all my fellow workers that can't open their mouth, yeah. that have to just eat that shit day in day out because they need the job and they can't afford to lose it. But don't push people too far. That's all I'm saying. Because eventually they're going to snap and they're going to start spitting in everybody's burgers just because you've been a cunt. <laughs> I think that do you know what it is? It's don't I think it's don't push the workers too far as well. Because if the if these guys who are being paid minimum wage to get, you know, complained at and, and they're working, you know, either extra hours or overtime or being forced stressful. to you know it's very stressful. It's, uh, you, you're gonna you're gonna have the people say, look, we're not, you know, we're not working under these we're not. But a we're good striking, manager, you know, a good manager and you know? I, I, I've seen this, will literally tell a customer to fuck off. Yeah. Like if if you have a decent manager, they'll come out because they'll take the heat and they can take talk the head office and say, look, this bloke was, I'm not I've having I've seen that, that happen and before, say, yeah, actually. We're, we're, it, I've it, seen it. Where the, the manager comes out and says, I'm not having you talk to my staff like that. Get yeah, out. Yeah. And I've actually like, seen that like, firsthand before. Not not that anybody, I, I've never been yelled at by a customer, but, but I've seen, I've, I've had coworkers yelled at like in retail jobs by customers. And and the manager just comes up and just says, "Excuse me, you have to leave." Like that's like unacceptable. Yeah. Which is it's great. It actually makes you feel Damn like right. like really good when oh. it happens, and you have a lot of respect for the person because like because that's a hard thing to do. I actually just going up to somebody and just saying like, "Sorry, you're out." You know, like it's not yeah. get out it's of not this an girl. easy thing to confront somebody. Like I bet uh, the managers fucking love it. Oh, I would. Man, yeah. I would love it. Yeah, same, Turfing yeah. out a bastard customer yeah. that must be Can like. I Let's Can let's I have a collective say, high five team. Yeah, 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 definitely, sure. Fucking, let's do it. <laughs> Can I say as well that there's some some sweet sweet joy in seeing airlines be turning into beggars, right? Because <laughs> yeah. the airlines were used to be absolute fucking cunts. Yeah. Right? They would be like, "Oh, do you want to sit next to your wife? That's 150 extra quid." I, mate. I saw that tweet. I saw that tweet. Do you want to? Well. Yeah. Do you want to like? Do you want to like fucking you know get some? Do you want to put your? Do you want to breathe oh, while you're on the on the plane? It's going to cost you five p per breath. We we have <laughs> we installed technology that can monitor how many breaths you take. And they've been absolutely awful for years and years and years. Are doing like these? Have you ever heard of like basic economy? Well, seating? it's just it's, yeah, a, it's like it really. You're talking about Ryanair. There's no other airline that that really does Monarch, it. Like the, they went under, but they were they were abysmal. I paid for extra like legroom too, seat. Yeah. I, I paid for it was ten of a seat where I could actually sit straight on paid for that and it was the wrong row whatever the, whatever the equipment they had it was the wrong row oh, over the last like five years they've had you know absolutely amazing record profits right and I, I read that the the biggest American airlines put 95% of it back into buying their own shares back mm, nice. right and now they're like oh government can I have some money please I would 
we don't know how don't know how we're going to weather this storm. It's times tough for the old airlines. How are we going to pay our, our our CEOs multiple tens of millions of pounds every week? Like like I I I why don't you? They're not going to sell the shares they bought back. I mean, how about They're worth fuck all now. That's why. Yeah. Oh, well, well, tough shit. Like fucking holy shit. Like what? This is how the world they're, they're works. They're a huge polluter. There's too fucking many tourists anyway. I have anyway. no sympathy. I, I guess airlines. I'm like, I'm, I sound like my dad. I, I, this is my letter to the Prime Minister. Man, you, yeah, you should write a letter to the Prime, Prime Minister. Minister. Do not bail out these fucking assholes. <laughs> Boris, if you're listening, Jesus take God. note. <laughs> Say no to the airline bailout. Fuck them. This is what happened. We're turning in. I'm turning into my dad. I saw this week someone put a comment, um, and they took a picture of me with my. So I took someone took a picture of me because um, the special effect came in and brought us some uh, eggs and a nice picture and stuff. Anyway, it's right. very nice, very nice. Thank you. And um, they took a picture of me, and my hair was sort of flopped to the side. Right. And they took a. I had a picture of my dad side by side, and he had exactly the same hairstyle. And I was like, right. "Oh my god, I'm turning into my dad." Doesn't your dad have a mustache? Does he have a like? A he big does mustache? have a grow a mustache, mustache yeah. right now. Yeah, grow one, man. You should. Do well, it. I can't. I can't. I've, I've tried. I think maybe I got the gene for the hair, but not for the mustache. Because he definitely. My dad has a very very thin upper lip. That he's got hidden behind his like mustache, a, like, is like a pencil mustache, like Brian Ferry. It's a very thin upper lip, but it, it looks a bit weird. So that's why he has the mustache to hide. He's it. got oh. a Brian Ferry. You you could grow a Brian Ferry easily. I think you'd look good with that too, with a pencil mustache. He would look creepy as fuck. He'd look even more like the Bristol oh, Pusher if he had a, listen. a a mustache that he could twirl at the edges. That would be. Don't listen to Flax. Don't just get the the pencil mustache. No one mustaches are not cool at the moment. The only people who can pull off mustaches are Bollywood stars. And, <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, that's and about dictators. it. That's it. Yeah, dictators. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dictators. Middle Eastern dictators and Bollywood stars, and 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 yeah. most police officers in America as well. Well, mustache is still very if they're popular. Massive racists. They can have a big mustache. The higher the up they are, the bigger the the bushier the mustache. <laughs> as well, eh? Uh, here's the uh, here's the here's the commissioner for Baltimore. It just comes out just like a fucking walking mustache. Yeah. Like, hey, everybody, uh, <laughs> cowboys and actors who tend to portray cowboys. Sam Elliott, prime example. Yeah. Wouldn't be the same without a mustache. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, the American cops, it's like such a such a stereotype, eh? They're always like a little bit overweight, white. They've got like glasses and a mustache, right? Like ev- pretty much every cop. But then there's then there's the other cops that are just like Beefcakes, like like they played yeah. high school football, and uh, there was at, or, um, there was a, a, a brief attempt to bring back the mustache, wasn't there? By Henry Cavill, he was he was a cop, wasn't he? In in the movie that was he a cop in the movie that he grew a mustache for? Was it Mission Impossible? I can't remember. He was the bad guy in Mission Impossible. Oh right, spoiler. Well, sorry, maybe that's sorry. I can't remember. By the way, that was a fucking kick ass movie. The most recent Mission Impossible. Was movie. it? I I loved it. I loved Tom it. Cruise in it. Yes. It was so was. good. How does that guy do it, man? Like, I don't know. Tom Cruise is like seventy years old now, right? <laughs> he's 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 a hundred. Maybe there is something to this Scientology bullshit, Alexa. <laughs> maybe there, maybe there How is something is to this Zenu stuff. He's sixty-one, I think. Tom Cruise is fifty-seven years. Nah, he's fifty-seven. Fifty-seven. Okay. On the third of July, nineteen sixty-two. Oh, he was born on the third of July and not on the fourth of July. Damn, one day that, short eh? of of. Love it or leave it. Woo! Like one America, day short. Woo! 
I love how when people in an audience, Americans do that. I love how they whoop I hate when that. people say America. I hate the whoop. I don't, in the way not, that no one I, else does. I, don't, I can't get behind the whooping. I don't like it at all. Woo! Woo-hoo. I mean, you, you <laughs> talk, you know, two, two English people and a Canadian. We're not about whooping and and no. uh, and, and. I that think kind Canadians of have a bit more whooping potential. They're very there is potential. North American no, there's potential. Yeah, but... In the same way that you're like, is anyone in the studio tonight from uh, the north? And they'll be like, we'll go, yeah, woo. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to go, woo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's uh, it's it's funny, Abe. Like British. British sort of culture is very, uh, very, very dry. Yeah, Understated it's not like, it's and not dry. Ex- it's not extroverted like, uh, like, uh, like, uh, like Americans. It's not in are. your face. Americans. No. Like, if anything, it's beating. Beat Americans you down. go to rallies and they like get out of their car and they do like the death metal sign. They're like <laughs> going crazy. <laughs> it's like, true. come on, it's a fucking rally. Like, calm down. Like Joe Biden. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> The British people would do the same thing, but they get out of their car. They'd be like mumbling and like moaning about something in rubber boots and walking across a field. That, that's like every rally in Britain. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Complaining about the weather as they go. Oh, God. Fuck me, man. Bit. Yeah. Oh, bloody hell. Well, it's been a, uh, it's, it's been a part. It, it feels like it's like a, like a stripped down podcast. We didn't do a proper intro or anything. I think people are like, it feels like everything recently feels a bit diy because of the quarantining and everybody being on lockdown and stuff everything feels like a little bit seat of the pants these days i think we need some like new words for this because quarantine feels like such a zombie movie word right we need like we need to call it something else and something more positive than self-isolation yeah let's call it some some me time Everybody's taking some me time how to, about you're to like, chill at how home, about look after it, themselves and their loved ones, to not panic. Retreat to your happiness fortress. Uh, how about that? Exactly. Something like that. Because we're, no, 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 but th- this can be, like, be positive. What you, why are you doing it? It should be to like help. It should be like to help the 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 re- reduction or something like that. You could, you could call it. Do you know what I mean? We need to spin this. You know, this in the our, same way is, that you know what we're doing. We're, we're doing our civic. The duty. spy house is animal friendly. Animal friendly. You know? It's the anim- animal house, and it's, uh, it's friendly. And it's in tune with nature. Yeah, I think I think it's important people realize that. People are there for you. Your friends are there for you. Your family are there for you. They may not be there physically, but we are more connected now with each other and everyone else than we've ever have been throughout history. So you're not alone. Uh, yeah, you're, you're not so alone. By We're still going to keep you're, going. Maybe you're elderly respecting or like, you know, exactly. I, I, I don't know. Like, yeah. you're, you're doing your you know duty. I mean? We're doing our job collectively to get over this. And I think we should be proud of the fact that the people are, you know, there are going to be some assholes and there's going to be some dickheads, but on the whole... We're going to collectively pull together, and everybody wants this to to go well. Everyone I've yeah. spoken to says, "Good luck, all the best, stay healthy." You know, that's what we all want. So let's see it in that way. Socially, we're For pulling sure. together. There's already been actually. I mean, this podcast's a week delayed, so a lot can change in a week. Yeah, in a week's time, the whole world will be on fire. But for the time being... But actually, already I've started to read positive stuff. Like, they seem to have gotten on top of it, at least in China. There weren't any new cases over the last couple of days. So they say. And, like, it feels like what we're doing by sort of self-isolating and shutting things down does seem to be curtailing the sort of spread quite a lot. Yeah. So that's good. Hopefully. Yeah, and with the schools closed and more people working from home and stuff, it'll just... I think it's one of those things where <clears throat> it's likely to keep spreading, but I think they want it, if it is going to spread, they want it to spread slowly so they can cope with it. 
That's it. it. They yeah, don't want the everybody it's, it's, to get it at the same goddamn time. I think there time. might be benefits that, that come out of this too, like in terms of how Tom people Hanks, work. Tom Hanks got it and he's fine now and his wife as well. Yeah. Uh, I, I, Idris Elba had it as well and, and I think he's fine. He didn't even have, he had he had some symptoms, but he said he's fine. Like it didn't didn't affect him, but he was... A lot less people are getting sick of other things too. I, I don't know. I feel like... Um, but apparently you know, if you do have it, don't use anti-inflammatories. Yes, don't now. use ibuprofen. That's a big yeah. no-no. Don't don't because use well, that they can... they in it, like inflammation is your body fighting an infection, right? Yeah, like that's the point. So yeah, so it can make you, it. It can make it worse. If you inhibit that, it yeah. can make it worse. So yeah, I think that's been widely disseminated. But just in case you didn't hear that, yeah, don't take ibuprofen or yeah. any similar anti-inflammatory. Yeah, All right. and eat your five a day and be careful out there. And don't worry. And yeah, uh, uh, stay uh, frosty. Look after, look after people in your neighborhood. We're yeah, gonna keep going. We're gonna entertain you in the in your hour of need. With with Tarkov and Triforce and <laughs> where nothing has changed it. for us. All the Our best life stuff. is literally the no. same. <laughs> no, my life my life has not no, been impacted. I, I literally everything is a single same. bit. Very has lucky. not changed. Hey, you know what though? Before we go quickly, I'm planning an ex an expansion of my dad garage. I'm going to expand to what? Where to where? More turtles? No, no. Behind the dad garage, you know, like there's like the the patch of garden behind the garage. Lewis has been yeah, to my house, snails. so he knows the bit with all the snails. Yeah, where all the snails live and stuff. Okay, peep this. I'm going to build an extension to the garage, but it's not going to connect into the. There's not going to be a door into it, but there'll be like a patio area outside, and that whole area behind the garage is going to be like a big. Um, like greenhouse slash bike shed. What do you oh, think man. of that? Greenhouse. I would love to have a greenhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm going crazy. I'm going to go. I'm going to go crazy with it, though. I'm going to get like one of those fucking mist uh, systems. I'm going to get heating in there and everything. It's going to be. You're going to grow great. weed. Grow weed. I could grow weed, weed but I'll, it'd probably end up just growing like a couple of herbs and like some. Have you already got stuff. a shed on the other side of the garden? Yeah, but it's just a crappy like. Oh, you're going to replace Lewis, the Q shed. I'm he's get making rid of like. One. Kew Gardens in Jersey. This is yeah, the I'm gonna start. Make oh, my I'm, own. I'm down. Yeah, I'm going to get maybe, I might even get some more tortoises. I might make like a big run for Terry and get him some friends and stuff. Is that a, is it, they call it a terrarium? Is that a where you put them in a big, in a big thing? With I'll get like, uh, I'll make it nice and humid in there with a lot of mist and shit. And like, oh man, it's going to be awesome. I'm going to grow all of his do. dandelions in there for him and stuff. That's, this like, is awesome. Um, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. Get like a, a roof bit for the driveway as well. Get like some pillars, like a carport, put like a little roof on the driveway. Yeah, like a like a like a railway station. No, I, type, well, I think type. I think eventually and then get like some servants and a butler. And no, some, no, I think eventually that, that part, the part of the driveway that you're talking about by the porch, um, will probably um, ex extend the house out that way. Oh wow! Yeah. But that's you like, don't have that much space. Tips. You're gonna have to. It's a car park on the other side, isn't there? Can you? Who's who's using that? On the other what? side of what? Cars. The, of the fence, you mean? Yeah. Well, it's like not. It used to be part of this property, and then they sold that bit of land to the like the place next door. Oh, right. But Are they using who knows? It? Maybe I could buy it back, and then I could build like a little cottage or something there. Yeah, dad cottage. Yeah, and then I could just live in there. My family can live <laughs> in the big house. I just have like my own my own <laughs> little house. bachelor pad. So you're you're planning to become completely self sufficient. You're going to grow your own food. Yeah. You're going to live in the garage you're yeah. gonna build another house i'm gonna grow a corn my own corn in there i don't think that'll I'm work i'm gonna make my own corn syrup i'm gonna make my own fructose and uh <laughs> I'm gonna, gonna make all sorts of weird wonderful corn products you could probably grow some tomatoes do Tomatoes. They, do yeah, they call do they call like corn beef do they call it queef because they should look into that no i don't think oh, they yeah. do because yeah. um you know it would, just it would be, sell 
It'd be it hilarious. Just, it'd be like calling like a brand of pickles penis farts or something. You know I think I mean? they like, should do that. Yeah, they should. Yeah, I would. Buy, I would buy that. It would sell. Dick pickles. Dickles. Dickles. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's enough. See you next time. Bye. All right. See well, you next time. All right. Love you. Bye. Stay safe. <laughs>